Hey, everybody, if you want to help support the podcast, use our Amazon link. Just go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. It'll bring you to the same Amazon you always use. They'll just give us a small percentage of what, what you, or not what you buy. It'd be cool, though. It'd be like, hey, here's 10 Pringles from uh, Susie B. Uh, but they'll give us a small percentage of commission on what you buy, and it really helps us pay the bills for all the hosting. So thank you so much. And on to the show. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. I think I just said that a little bit like Elmer Fudd. Well, welcome. Well, welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you the weep. Or the podcast that's here to put you to sleep in between doing uh, poor... Uh, whatever you call those cartoon imitations or the podcast to put you to sleep all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play I'm going to do the rest and what, what is the rest I'm going to reach my voice my hand via voice across the deep dark night and I'm going to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been running through your brain whatever's been chug chug chugging along you know Keeping you up, tossing, turning, thinking, worrying, uh, feeling, uh, whatever. If it's uh, if it's thoughts, if it's physical pain, if it's emotional tumult or turbulence. It could even be physical turbulence. You know, if you're up in a plane and you need a distraction. Any of those things, I'm going to take your mind off it. And the way I'm going to do it, uh, tonight's a metastasis news episode. So the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones. I'm going to use, you know, some uh, point pointless, I call them, I started using this a couple of weeks ago, and they might have tried to teach you this in school, but this is gerrymanders, shaped like a gerrymander, maybe if I'm using, there's a possibility I'm totally incorrectly using that. But just, you know, picture, we say, geez, what does a gerrymander look like? If you're picturing in your brain, you're exactly right. But I'm going to take that and do it in story form. And no, it's not going to be the history of gerrymanders or gerrymanders. I mean, I probably could say, well, boy, I remember the first time I saw a gerrymander. I walked to the, you know, the gerrymander canal, uh, which we built uh, for $20 million. And back in those days, that was a lot of money. And it was a pet project of old uh, Senator, you know, Cigar Breath, and we uh, we sunk all our tax money into that gerrymander canal. Uh, so I could do that. And the podcast is a little bit like that, but instead I'm going to talk about metastasis, the Colombian version of Breaking Bad, which happens to be in Spanish because that's the language they speak there. So I'm going to run through the episode once or twice. I don't speak Spanish. I'm, you know, I'm, because uh, I, 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 English, I'm doing my best at Spanish. I said, well, I'm going to see if I can pick up a few words. Then I'm going to watch the Breaking Bad episode that corresponds to Metastas episode. So I'll run through comments on all those things. Then I'll run through and see what words I needed, you know, that I wrote down that I looked up. And then, you know, if I have time after that, I'll talk about, you know, I'll say, Jesus, what else could we learn about Colombian culture? 
Breaking Bad, Metastasis, or, or the Spanish language. And this is all done in the spirit of uh, celebration of uh, the brilliance of Breaking Bad, celebration of curiosity. Uh, can a man learn Spanish that can barely speak English just by watching a show twice a week and saying, hmm, hizo, it has something to do with hacer, which means to make. I think it means he made. So see, I learned that, maybe. And so was, uh, and that's where I started. I said, geez, I wonder if I could learn any Spanish by watching this. What a cool idea, the, the uh, Colombian version of Breaking Bad. I, I'd like to watch that. And then I found out it's a show populated by wonderful actors. And it's given me a chance to rewatch Breaking Bad, which now rewatching it, I can I say, holy uh, frickin' moly, this show might be better than I, than, than I remembered. And I guess check that. This show is is way better. It was so it's amazing. It really is a treasure. But I'm gonna do that all as you can tell by my tone. You say, geez, you sound a little detached. You sound a little tired. You sound a little. You sound a little bit like I imagine a Jerry Meander looks. And I say, yeah, that's how I do it. I, I try to keep it. You know, I'm trying to distract everything that's in your brain that's trying to keep you up at night. You know, so I'm going to do my best to keep it fairly entertaining, fairly. But you say, geez, you don't have to invest. All I want you to do is invest a little bit of your attention. You know, the same amount of your attention that said, oh, boy, whoa, you know, where did I put that when I left work today? Oh, geez, how many steps? You know, you start thinking, well, I don't want to forget that. Forget everything. You know, you're, you're going to remember everything better in the morning. You'll be more equipped if you just lie back and relax. I'm going to do a bit of a, a circus act. Like I said, I'm going to talk about metastasis. I'm going to talk about Breaking Bad. I'm going to talk about Spanish. I'm going to talk about other stuff. But instead of performing for you, I'm going to perform for the parts of your brain that can't, you know, that, you know, usually won't leave you alone. Instead, tonight you say, hey, hey, everybody. You know, hey, worry wart. Hey, know-it-all, hey, hey uh, Holly, why aren't you a Hollywood star? Uh, you know, now that you, what are you going to do with those crows? How are we going to be a star with those crows? You know, hey, all you people in my brain, circus time. And they say, well, we don't like to, what, we got we to gotta worrying to do. Is it? Well, this is a special circus, everybody. This guy put together a circus for you. He calls himself Scooter. He seemed, well, let's just listen for a little while. What do you guys say? We'll, we'll snuggle up in bed as a bed. He brings the circus to the bed just for your convenience, everybody in my brain. And they may, let's win him over. Well, geez, that's, that's kind of good. That's convenient of him. And he even likes to compliment you guys in my brain. He says that you're out to protect me, and, you know, you guys are looking for certainty to keep me safe. And they say, really, this guy, he's a big fan of ours, eh? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And and he never, he, he would never say, you know, this is a misguided attempts to keep me safe. Because he knows you guys are just doing your best the way you know how. And he said tonight, in every night from here on out, if it works... He'd like to entertain you for just a little bit. And he said, you know, he does his best. And you guys, instead of criticizing me, he said the best part is you guys can keep, he said there's so many 
He said his circus is like, they could call it the Swiss cheese circus. There's so many holes in his act. So you guys go ahead and keep track of his act. I'm going to lie down here. He's got a special, uh, uh, he said he, he, you know, instead of stands, he has, you know, special seats for you guys, brain seats. They're, they're heated, warmed, and cooled. And like those laptop computers, that you say they're liquid-cooled and heated or something. He said they were designed by Muskie. So he said you guys would like that. I'm going to... For for us, you know, you know, we get brain, you know, brain holders. He's got these magical. He said, he said, he said, he's got a place for me to lie down. Because he said, you know, you guys are really the ones running the show. The circus is for you. Uh, so hey, I'm just gonna lie back here behind the stands, and you guys enjoy the circus. I'll be back here. Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. And I say, hey, everybody, come on in. This circus is about to start. I'm going to finish up with this, you know, metaphor, try to wind up the, they say, well, and, and you guys are right. It's not much of a metaphor. I know. I'm just doing, you know, but I'm going to, you know, finish up this metaphor. You guys keep an eye on me and let me know, you know, if there's anything coming out my nose or my ears or, you know, keep an eye on it because I mispronounce a lot of words. Oh, boy, I can use some help with that. And if my Nana said, you know, I've never, I don't have enough shame once, she said it a million times, really, she did. So you guys could always throw, you know, shower shame, whatever you need to do is this shame, you know, shame free, you know, shame them if you got them, they say at this Swiss cheese circus here. So welcome one, welcome all. Uh, but mostly I'm glad you're here. That, that I don't know if that made any sense to you. But maybe it quieted down some of your brain. You just kick back. Anytime you want to doze off, go right ahead. Not going to bother me one bit. I'm glad you're here. And I hope I desire and I yearn to help you fall asleep. So thanks for stopping by. All right, uh, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. All our, all our older episodes are there. Most of our older episodes are on iTunes and in your podcatchers. But the, the oldest episodes are on our website. Uh, what else? Oh, you can comment on our website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, best place to get on me is Twitter, at Dear Scooter, or on Facebook. That's where I post bloopers and sleep articles and stuff like that. Uh, one big announcement you'll be seeing on there is we launched a new uh, version of the podcast. Not a new, not new well might be new to some of you, uh, but because of the way hosting works, it's a separate show, uh, but we could, that can always be changed. Like I said, this podcast is always, you know, open to experimentation, and this is an experiment. It's called Sleep to Strange, and what it is is just the regular older episodes uh, with no intros. Uh, so those of you that said, geez, do, could you, can you put the, uh, some people have asked, say, hey, I don't, I don't like the intros, which, you know, a lot of people like them, some people don't. And I don't know if this is considered building consensus or compromise, but I said, okay, we got some money coming in from Amazon. Let's get a basic hosting plan going over here and test this out. So... And I'll tell you what, I have a, I had a dream once I started this podcast of having content every work night, school night, uh, just as a, uh, whatever you call that, a Pavlovian blanket, is it now? 
What is it? Is that a, is that a thing? The old Pavlovian blankets? We should sell those on the podcast. We'll make just that's how we're going to make money. Hey, Scooter also sells uh, his most of his income comes from one thousand dollar Pavlovian blankets. You just rub it against your cheek and you go straight to sleep while the rubbing of the cheek powers the podcast playing within the blanket somehow by Bluetooth or, you know, Space Tooth, Snaggle Tooth. Uh, but anyway, I'm getting off track. The, the show's called Sleep to Strange. It's in iTunes and Stitcher. And it's in iTunes, so I think Pocket Cast and other stuff. If you want to go straight there, just go to sleepingpodcast.com slash strange. And if you're on an Android, hopefully I'll remember to do this. I, I, will, I usually do st- 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 go to sleepingpodcast.com, strange Android, which is, say, geez, that's you, Scooter, strange Android. You you nailed it. But that'll just be for that show, a link to subscri- subscribe subscribe to it in Android. But they'll have new episodes, or oldies but goodies, but new to you because they don't have the intros. You say, geez, I, slept, I was asleep before the episode started anyway. Uh, but those will be out on Monday and Wednesday, which are the two nights we don't have new content. And you say, geez, maybe you subscribe to it and it's there just in case. So, you know, that's what, I, that's what I'm thinking with it for most of you. But then you story lovers that say, hey, you know, the intros are, you know, mildly amusing the stories are a different case they're also mildly amusing but in a different way so i prefer those it's that's for you guys i did it to you know i heard you and also said i also i'll tell you what i'm just waiting for people that accidentally wander that's why i named it sleep to strange so that people are already like what in the hell is this you know, because you can imagine people, you know, like I said last, uh, like they just wander in this podcast by accident. Like, can you imagine you you just randomly, like you're doing chat roulette, not that I do that, but, it, you know, podcast roulette, and then you just hear me talk. You're like, you could, you could have a brain, you know, brain burnout or something. So I think that'd be, I, mean, I guess I, you know, that's the cruel part of me that would be amused by that. You're like, what happened to Larry? His his head blew up. He, he was listening to some podcast by some nincompoop talking about uh, the Scottish Midlands, which don't exist, by the way. We looked it up. Uh, so that's Sleep to Strange, uh, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash strange or strange android. And if you have a chance to review and rate it right away, if you check it out, that'll help people find it, I think because it'll push it up in the iTunes rankings. Uh, so that's that. I want to thank uh, Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who does our music. He's got a podcast, Sounds Like an Earful. Check it out, please. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer, who do our artwork. We have a Facebook community over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S, nods. And that's to talk about sleep stuff and, and, and podcast stuff. And just make friends, actually, or acquaintances, or lurk. You know, I'm I've I've lurked in more than a few places. You know, they say, "Scooter, you're an IRL lurker, aren't you?" They say, "Well, former, formerly." Uh, but anyway, I want to thank our moderators: Jennifer B, Julie C, Rachel L to the G, Lida S, and Laura, and also former, you know, founder Alexandra. 
who's home with a cold right now, and we're hoping she 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 caught she caught the chicken flu, which is different than the bird flu, but but she's gonna be fine. Uh, then over on Twitter, I want to thank Shauna C, uh, new listener Marty M, for recommending the podcast of Fat Anarchy, who I guess is a new listener. Uh, Virgo Tex, who sounded like they were having a rough week last week. Uh, regulars, Babs, Billy, Silvertone. I want to say thank you to Laura M for writing nice stuff about the podcast. I want to thank you to Chicago Girl for bringing in Jimmy. I want to thank Ellie. I want to say hi to Ian, who seems like a new listener. Frankie, good old listener Kimberly A, new listener Ben B. A uh, new listener, Tara or Tara, I said, she said, yeah, by, by the time you hear this, I should know, but, I, but I'm recording this Friday night, so I don't. Mary W. over on Facebook, Ahab's wife. Uh, David P., Brenda S. Over on YouTube, I got to apologize. YouTube does not send me, so I, it's my fault, No, but I didn't know. Uh, I had a couple of people think Vainglory, VN Graveyard. Uh, Braden, Braden B, Good Dancers, Hector, Like O, Like H. I want to thank all of you for your comments on YouTube. It's so nice of you. Email, I got a nice email from Meg, a wonderful email, a couple emails. I've been talking to Poe about some dreams. Uh, another Mary I heard from was a nice email, Kimberly A, Lindsay, uh, and then over on iTunes, I want to thank again Tara Tara. Got a Blanca Tara. Got a Blanca. Got a Blanca Tara. Got a Blanca Tara. It's like, uh, do you got, Tara, do you have a blanket? Got a Blanca Tara? Got a Blanca Tara. Suba duba da bara. I don't know. That didn't work, but she she wrote a wonderful, wonderful review over there. And I'll tell you what, you should go over there and read it. Part wonder, part comedy, part boring, sport storytelling, or storytelling. That's my other podcast, so. Uh, the, the, plant, the plant podcast that puts your plants to sleep so they can spore. It's instead of soporific, whatever the spore, it's sporific. They say scooter plants don't have spores. That's fungi. Well, yeah, the fungi cast. That's what I said. Weren't you listening? But anyway, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. Go over there, read uh, God of Tara and all the other wonderful reviews. Thank you so much for the support. And let's get on to the show. What do you say? All right, so we're on uh, episode 12 here. This is our first metastasis run through. Fissuras. I mean, I don't know if that's the name of the episode. Fissuras. Uh, but we're in a dump, or what looks like a dump, and we have, a, you know, one of those desperate, uh, just doing their best to get by. And this poor man, he, while he's doing that, he finds Tuco's grill, uh, Tuco's gold uh, teeth sealed in uh, whatever that plastic's called that people use to display things. It's a paperweight, you know, level situation. And then we're at ICCT. Uh, we're at ICCT, and we got a time lapse of Walt getting some treatment, and then Walt's meeting with the doctor. 
and they're alone. Walt's got his hands on his thighs. He's making a smile. He can't get comfortable. Then his hands are in his lap. He sees. He seems nervous or unsettled. And then Walt gets his bill from the doctor, or the doctor's, you know, uh, administrative. And he seems to be working on some kind of discount. And she gives him a button that says, uh, the button de Esperanza, uh, when, with the bill. And then Walt takes that and he tosses it in the trash as he leaves. And then we're back at uh, Casa de Blanco. And Cielo's got a pile of bills. She's on the phone. She's clearly stressed. Uh, she says, uh, bien, bien, muchas gracias. And then she kind of throws the phone down in frustration. Uh, Walt kisses her on the head, but she seems very, very under duress and cold almost. And then we're in bed at night, and Walt sneaks out of bed. There's some spy-type music playing. And he goes and grabs the hidden money, his old dead bolt. He puts the money in piles with all the bills Cielo is going through. He bites his fist at one point, then he gets sick. And then he notices his toilet's clogged. It's clogged with a cigarette wrapper and cigarettes. Then we have a time lapse of the city, night to day. And then we see Tuco's grill from earlier, but it's... uh. On Henry's desk, Henry's looking, uh, like I said, Henry's looking uh, Swedish, oh, shirt-wise. He's got a brown diamond shirt. He pulls a photo down of a guy. Uh, oh, no, he pulls a photo of someone down. Then a guy wants to meet with him. It seems like he's a big shot. He's talking about Tuco and Heisenberg. I thought he said Blanco. I put question mark. And then Henry's uh, thinking about a promotion. I, I think they mentioned an office. And then we're in Henry's office. Gomez and, and the rest of the crew are in there, his co-workers. And Henry's really holding court. He's got two, He's with Tuco's Grill. One guy had a very uh, a strange voice, I noticed. But in a good way, a good way. I, I, don't, I didn't write any more details about it. I can picture I said, well, that was weird. That guy's voice was different. Then the phone rings, and Henry... Uh, it seems like him and the teeth don't get along. Like some sort of... He says, oh, geez, I don't know about these teeth. Uh, Tuco's teeth. Like something... It's got some emotional grip on him. And then we have Henry walking around the office building, all chipper. And he's like the man. He's getting the man-type treatment. Like, hey, you the man, Henry. And then he gets in the elevator, and there's a little, like, shake in the elevator, and then Henry, uh, he seems a little overwhelmed, like either uh, stressed or exhausted or just tired. And he he doesn't feel so hot. He's breathing. There's a lot of close-ups and camera angle changes. There's sound effects. Henry doesn't look like he just he says, it looks like his stomach's upset. And then he gets off the elevator and Lobby pulls himself almost instantly back together. And then he sees his buddy Gomi and uh, he's acting all chipper. Uh, But then he gets off the elevator, he pulls himself together, he sees Gomez and uh, the rest of his buddies and he acts all chipper. 
And then we have the junkyard and Jose and the bus pull in and the junkyard dude is there and he's obviously still mad at Jose. Uh, Jose Miguel. Jose. Jose. Uh, And he pays him. And he's like, you know, count it if you want. And then Jose kind of tries to make a a deal with him about, I think, storing the RV, the bus. And the dudes ask him for too much. They go back and forth. And then they agree on amount of money, and uh, and then the, Jose Jose's like, oh, I like that truck. He's like, not too much. And then he buys this old car. And then Jose's looking at apartments. He he sees this really fancy one with this uh, beautiful, stylish, pretty agent. Who he said, it seemed like at one point she was looking at her own ring. I was like, she engaged. But then she doesn't want to take cash after Jose Miguel offers it to her. She says something about her papa, and Jose just begs her to take a chance on him. And he seems she's trying to keep her boundaries, it seems like. And then Jose signs the lease. But she does check him out a few times. And then we have Henry. He's making his own beer. It's a Weiss beer, and he's got himself on the bottle. And he's very serious, almost like he's cooking, you know, very similar. And Maria rolls into the garage, and she's not happy at all. He's like, hey, try some beer. She's like, no, no, no. And she talks about Mexico, beer, the garage, David, it seemed like. And then talk gets serious at some point. Maybe that was this. And she glares, and then she closes him in the garage. She closes the door on him. And then Henry gets irritated, he gets a beer-making injury. And then we have Jose in the bus, he meets Walt in like a quarry or something. And they get they, it seems like it's cooking time, but then it becomes a debate time. And Jose's clearly not happy with Walt, he's like, what the hell are we going to do with it, with the stuff they're cooking? And Jose seems to be the serious one, but Walt's all like, no, 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 not a zero. Uh, he coughs, he, he doesn't feel good, and then he makes a more quiet argument. And Jose thinks about it, but w- he's like, well, you just don't get what I'm trying to tell you. And I think he even says, like, this costs me my house. And Jose, he really lets Walt have it. And, but I wasn't sure what he said. I was like, what? And then we're at Jose's new place. He's got chips. His boys show up. You had Mono, who loves Echoes in empty apartments. He loves the Echoes. And then Jose talks about his big plans for the new place. The Mohawk guy was there. He looked terrible. They said, man, you need need to go see a... You need to get a physical, a checkup. But he seems to be interested in, like, giving Feng Shui advice for the apartment... And then everybody's having some chips and soda. Uh, Tan Fuerza. And Jose has a plan. I think it's about dealing. And he's very serious and leader-like. He puts Mono on the spot, I think, to do some math. And he really goes over his points more than once to make sure the guys understand him. And then we have, like, Walt and uh, Walt Jr. and Cielo in a car... Uh, they pull over Cielo's size while Junior gets out. And then those two sit for a while and she frowns and gets out. 
And then Walt sits, he sits there, he checks the ashtray. And then it's a garden party at Maria and Henry's. Cielo doesn't, seems like she's, uh, like at that pregnancy stage where she's just feeling so uncomfortable, not to mention her, you know, everything going on in her life. And Maria's sitting there, she's making a point, you know, then Cielo gets up and leaves, Maria gets up and leaves. Henry does some kind of shot bomb, you know, like uh, where he drops a shot of something in his beer and then he pounds his beer. And then we're in the kitchen with uh, Cielo and Maria. Uh, Cielo's like doing uh, dishes, she seems sad, Maria's just so chatty. And she's talking and talking and talking, and finally Cielo shushes her. And Cielo grills Maria about something. I didn't know if it was about Walt or about Maria, though. And whatever conclusion it starts to approach, Cielo seems very hurt and very upset and sad. And Maria is almost speechless. She says, pardon, pardon. And then she walks off. And then you have Henry, Walt Jr., and Walt Sr. there. And Henry had on that sweet, like, blue shirt again. That almost looked like some strange writing or digital symbols. Uh, Walt Jr.'s asking him questions about something I didn't know about what. And then uh, Walt Sr. asks Henry something. At first he's like, I don't know if I like this conversation. And Henry was drinking his own beer. He says something about cucarachas, and then Henry walks off kind of irritated. Uh, and then we have some music kicks in, and the next scene is like uh, it's a deal in the blue sequence. And Jose's on the phone. You got like all these different customers, and Jose's three buddies making drops, making deals. Even a boy scout, group of boy scouts dropping their money. Uh, to uh, uh, Greasy Mohawk, and uh, it seemed to be going really good. We even had we had Mono at like a club that looked like a kind of Bootsy Collins uh, cosplay club, which I had thought about starting that uh, Bootsy Collins cosplay club, but uh, I don't look. You know, I don't. That's not my look. But I said, geez, there's an untapped market there. And someone said, there isn't a market. And I said, well, maybe in Colombia. And they said, well, there already is one. And I said, well, geez, good thing. Mo- that's a good place to sell blue mass, I bet. And you have, like, the uh, so Jose lying down, throwing money in the air. Uh, then Mohawk gets his, uh, he, he gets tricked by someone. They say, hey, the police are coming. Follow me. Let's run. And then they take all his stuff. And then uh, Walt and Jose meet. They seem like they're talking about Jose's new, you know, old car, his new old car. He gives money to Walt, who does the math. It's short uh, due to those losses, and Walt does not like it. He can't accept the reality, and he gets all bent out of shape. And then Jose tries to explain it to him. Then Walt talks about how Tuco had a reputation, I think, and how he would handle it. And they can't agree. Jose gets Jose's the one getting adamant again. And then Walt gets all cold and businesslike. Then we're back at Walt's house. Cielo's having a toaster oven, pizza for dinner, and soda. And Walt comes down and he's like, "What are you eating?" And he's not happy. I couldn't tell if he was unhappy because it was unhealthy, or because she didn't, you know, share it. 
uh, and then I say, he says, like, oh, where's Walt Jr.? She says, out. And she says, what do you want to call him? And then Walt busts out the cigarettes. He gets all outraged. And Cielo's like, dude, you know, screw off. Take, take your take your uh, outrage elsewhere. And then we're at Henry's house. There's a noise in his garage. And it's all this pop, pop, popping. But it was the popping of the beer bottles. And then where Walt shows up at Jose's place, he's like, hey, you need a deadbolt on this door. Or maybe we need a deadbolt on our business to keep it safe. And Jose's like, oh, whoa, we're going to start locking, virtually locking everything down. And then Henry, he's like in some weird uh, industrial alley during the day. He's acting all weird and thinking, and then he throws the teeth out. And then uh, that's the end of the episode. Uh, So that was uh, Metastasis run-through number one. All right, so we're going to do the uh, Breaking Bad run-through and then the Red Pen run-through again. That's how I watched it this week. And this episode starts out with uh, water, and then we have two men crossing the river... And they're carrying water and boots. They seem to be crossing the border. And one of the guys happens. It's a you know a tense scene. You wonder, are they going to get caught? And then the guy trips on what seems to be Tuco's grill. And uh, I, I said, geez, those are some gilded teeth. Much more gilded than I remember. Or whatever you call it. I said, they got like a lot of uh, uh, stuff on there. And then the show opens... And then we see Amber to Liquid, it's medication, and there's lots of shots of Walden treatment, um, what do they call it, not freeze-frame, time-lapse. And then we have the doctor with Walden, he's like, yeah, we've come a long way, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. And we'll see what happens, we'll reassess and decide our next move, right around when the ba- this doctor is so, uh, his bedside manner, if you don't mind me saying so, is phenomenal. Like, I would say, Jesus, uh, you know, seriously, I I love this doctor. He's just, he's got the right amount of comfortableness, charm, and uh, just command. He says, yeah, we'll check back. He just seems caring. I don't know. I say, Jesus, and maybe it's like I got doctors on the brain. I don't know. He said, hey, Walt, that's right when the babies do, huh? He goes, "Uh, maybe this is good timing. He goes, you'll start feeling better. Your hair will come back. And Walt said, well, I'm used to the cue ball look. And the doctor who happens to be bald or shaved of head, he says, I I call it streamlined, buddy. Aerodynamic. And he says, you still confused? Walt's like, no, I'm good. And he says, how are, he looks at the empty chair. He says, how are the two of you holding up? And Walt's like, well, geez, you know, we're busy. You know, so they talk confusion. They talk marriage. Then Walt gets the bill. And we get a little dinosaur action because there's a dot matrix printer that spits out about 40, you know, a lot of you were lucky enough not to be alive in the the great dot matrix days where you say, geez, I would go, I could, I would give any, I'd give my right ear, ear cavity for a uh, mimeograph machine because these dot matrix things, they, but they're good uh, for multi-layered Forms in triplicate, which is what the bill is at the doctor's office. And so Walt uh, gets his bill. He looks at the bill. He's like, what about the cash discount? The lady's like, yeah, it's on there. 
And she gives him a button and says, Hope is the, the best medicine, which Walt throws in the garbage. And then we walk us home. Skylar's on the phone. She, 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 uh, we get, Anna Gunn's got some really good uh, physical acting this episode. Uh, because she hangs up the phone with this wonderful flourish. And she says, uh, she, you could tell, she, she says, three days, uh, $13,000. And then she's like, can Gretchen Elliot cover this? It's like an incidental, you know, expense or something. Well, it's like, yeah, I'll figure, yeah, they'll, they'll cover it for sure. And then we have Walt lying awake in bed, uh, worried or something. He gets out of bed, he goes, gets his cash. He piles the bills, he looks at his deadbolt, his stomach gets upset, plunges the toilets, we get a point of view of the plunger, we see the cigarettes that were hidden in the, they're flushed, and I say, oh boy, I don't mean to criticize Skylar and Cielo, but uh, uh, you're going to flush a whole pack of cigarettes down there? You know, come on, what, what are you, rookies? They thought you were, uh, you know, come on, you can't you... Uh, but, you know, most maybe they wanted to be caught. I don't know. And then we have a cool view of Hank, like with Tuco's, uh, Tuco's grill framed with Hank behind it, I think. And then he has a meeting with his boss. And he's like, uh, bring me up to speed on uh, Tuco. He's like, he's done. And he's like, great, all right, well, thanks for stopping by. He's like, well, things are, you know, quiet out there. There's not a lot of mess. But, you know, that's not going to last, you know, with this turf up for grabs. And, and this boss is like, well, we got a name? And Walt says, Heisenberg. And he's like, that's what everybody in the strip street is saying. Heisenberg? He's like, yeah, I know. It's like maybe it's an urban legend. But he's the guy uh, cooking the big blue is what he calls it. And he's like, we're on it. And then the boss says, uh, you know why foods are, or sharks are at the top of the, you know why foods are at the shark top of the shark chain? Uh, You know why sharks are at the top of the food chain? And Hank says, uh, because they have uh, three sets of teeth and they'll take a bite out of anything. And he says, some of those sharks travel thousands of miles in pursuit of their prey. And he says, you're a great white Hank. And Hank says, that's not, this is a diverse workplace. I'm not comfortable. And he says, no, shark, shark. And I said, okay, okay. And he says, how about a, you know, a promotion? You could work in uh, Albuquerque and uh, El Paso. And he says, cool. And then he meets with Gomi. And he's like, hey, buddy, what are you going to do without me? And he says, well, I won't have to look at you. And he says, I'm brains and the brawn. And uh, his other, the other guy's like, well, you're making me lose my appetite or something. And they're saying, geez, Frank, you think you're pretty hot stuff. And he said, well, you buying lunch or what? He's like, yeah, I'll see you suckers downstairs. And again, we have also Hank's laugh. He does the bush laugh. You know, the second bush. Will we have a third bush? I don't know. But this bush, I know, has a... <laughs> that, that's not it. <laughs> I can't do it. But Hank and, and that, the former president have the same laugh. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I can't do it. But uh, 
Let's see, then Hank's in the hall. He's he's doing like the old snap and clap move when you're waiting for something. But even when he was walking down the hall, he was doing it. Then when he's waiting for the elevator, he does the more uh, standing. So it'd have to physically show you to do it. But there's, you know, two a couple different kinds of snapping and clapping moves. He does both of them. The one where you snap your... I would snap my right hand, shoot it down uh, to clap it on my left... Uh, which maybe would be my fist would make a clapping noise. And that's what usually you do that when you're walking. But then there's one where you stretch your arms out uh, wide, uh, like uh, where your arms are at lengthwise away from your side. And then you clap and then slap your hand, you know, like and push your hands together in a clap. He does both those while he's waiting for the elevator. You know, usually you're you're in a chipper mood when you're doing that. And then he waits for the elevator, he gets in, and there's a quiet moment, and then Hank kind of has a little bit of a, you know, we say, geez, I'm not feeling so comfortable with the latest turn of events. It's stressing me out. And then the door's open, he's pulled it back together. And then we're back at the the junkyard-type place. The guy, the tow truck driver's welding the truck. Jesse rolls up. And he's like, what the heck are you doing here? And Jesse says, like I said, my word is my bond. And he says, uh, can I, st-? You, you know, he pays the guy for everything, you know, covers all damages. He's like, can I keep my, uh, carrying the guy? He goes, yeah, for a million five. And then Jesse says, come on, yo. He says, what about your sister? He says, I'm serious. I got storage needs. Scratch you up front. Uh, we could, you know, negotiate. And then they go back and forth. And Jesse says, come on, man. And he says, oh, well, okay. You know, they go back and forth on money. And just says, lock it inside. And he says, you know, I'll pay you up front. And he says, hey, you got, you got, a, I think it was the El Camino. He says, how about that? The guy says, like, 9000 Jesse's looking for a car. And then he says, huh, well... And then he finds this, uh, he says, what about that? I don't know if we see it in this one, but uh, then we see Jesse pull up. He's apartment hunting in this sweet old car. And we meet Jane for the first time. And he says, he goes, he goes, Jane, this place is great. Uh, Awesome. And she's kind of one of those, uh, she she likes to play with words, I think in a, a way to maintain some uh, superiority, maybe, or control. She says, oh, does it inspire awe, really? And Jesse's like, well, it's great. It's what I want. And he said, you know, I used to have a big house. And now I got nothing. And she's like, well, you know, it's all set. You know, utilities. Jesse goes, he says, uh, what does he say? Oh, there was a great thing with a garbage disposal where he... Uh, turns it on great physical he thought it was a light or something and then it kind of frightens him or and he tries to play it off which was hilarious and then she points at like the uh washer and dryer and he says stacking uh sweet like i just thought it was so funny and uh, you know is this a great place and he says i'm a fan of the hardwood and she's like uh you know, no pads, no smoking. He's like, it's cool. And she's like, hey, what about W-2? He's like, well, you know, uh, 
he's like uh, in between you know things and stuff and he kind of shows her the cash and she's like oh no 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 and and she's like my dad's not really he own you know he owns the place he's not in the exceptions type thing and it, she goes you know go run your game somewhere else and Jesse's like Jesse really he makes a heart heart wrenching appeal almost. He says, you know, I, I got nowhere else to go. You know, I got no game. I just need a chance. My parents kicked me out, and I'm a disappointment. Apparently, don't meet didn't meet their expectations. And so he says something. Like, I mean, I'm a person person no, non gratis or whatever. But he said, I'm a good person. I work hard. I'll pay you. And I'm not going to mess this up. And she says, well, you know, for more money, you know, cash. And he says, great. And she says, and actually, give me like a couple more months rent for a DBAA. Don't be an asshole. And he says, no problem. And she's like, I live next door, by the way. And she said, no squatting rice. And, you know, if you blow this, you're out. And she goes, I have people I can throw you out. And she's like, what's your name? He says, Jesse. Jesse Jackson. And she's like, what? And then the next thing we have Hank singing, uh, like a beer, old beer song about Schrader Brow, and he's brewing beer, uh, almost like he's cooking. Uh, It's just great. And then Marie opens the garage door, and she's like, what are you doing? He's like, taking care of family, you know, personal business in here. Uh, you know, beaten off, and she says that's exactly what it looks like. And he says, "Brewing's an art form, Marie." And he's like, "Don't you remember the good beer I made?" And she goes, "You." And this I didn't realize. In the other, she goes, "You call in sick on your first day of work after your promotion." And he's like, "Don't." He goes, "Babe, relax." And this one is a new one too. Don't ever tell Marie to relax. She says, don't tell me to relax. You know I hate that. He goes, oh, yeah, sorry. And she says, Dave said I should say that. And he's like, don't worry, I'm fine. I'm fine. I I can take a day off. And he goes, get out of here so I can concentrate. I also noticed there was a, a, a Jesse in there. I think, they were t- I think they used the term man cave. And then there's a real cool at the end, like Marie is standing there and she closes the garage. And again, like she's Skylar's sister. It's just a cool uh, way that she kind of stands there, uh, kind of, uh, what do you call it? In protest, not protest, but saying, geez, Hank, what what the heck? And she, she, I don't know, with a little bit of anger, I guess, she closes the garage door. It's automatic, so it's be tough, but. And then Hank, it looks, he's alone for a minute and he, uh, and then he kind of uh, accidentally breaks a bottle. Then the next scene we should, we have like high power lines. We have a stick bug, uh, someone twisting their wedding ring, a desert, and we see his Walt. Then Jesse pulls up in the RV, and he says, "Hey, what's the pro, pro uh, plan?" And this is these are some good scenes between Walt and Jesse this episode. Because uh, Walt's like, the plans are cooked. Jesse's like, why would we cook uh, if we can't sell anything? And Walt's like, well, uh, just sell everything yourself. And and he's like, well, dude, uh, he goes, w- 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 you, and Walt's like, that was our original plan before we met Tuco, right? 
and one, it wasn't good enough for you, Walt. And Jesse tries to say that, and he's like, you know, the, your brother-in-law is watching me, and uh, he goes, it's too risky. Uh, well, Walt's like, I don't want to think either one of us want to get in bed with uh, Tuco, and Jesse's like, I got bills and rent, yo, responsibilities, and, and, uh, and he's like, I already lost more money than I've got, and, you know, I'm tired of messing around, and Walt gets really, he's like, you know how much money I've got left for, you know, the cancer treatment? world's most expensive alibi i got nothing and nothing for my family which is the whole damn point and he goes we're not quitting now and he goes we got two choices uh i'm you know somebody like tuco or you sell it and then jesse says there's a third way and Walt's like, what he's like we we be the middleman you know or run our own game and he goes, what, like, uh, snort math off a Bowie knife? But Jesse's confident. He goes, I can set up a network. I know people. Production and distribution. And uh, we can, you know, sky-high stacks. And Walt says, I'm not willing to do that. And Jesse says, I, you know, who said anything about you? This is, this is, I'm, I'm doing it. And Walt says, uh, I don't, I don't vote for this. Uh, unknown entities, and Jesse says, you don't got to vote, bro. And Walt says, well, this is a partnership. And he, and he says, uh, you cook, I sell. That was, you know, you were the one that talked about that division of labor, Walt. I also noticed they had better suit, they had nicer suits and aprons. That's another thing I wrote here. But Jesse's really standing up to him. And But Walt's like, well, yeah, that was the division of labor, how we should have kept it. Uh, and Jesse's like, look at all the mess you got us into. And Walt says, well, I admit there's a learning curve here, and I'm over-ambitious. But that's not going to happen anymore. And Jesse's like, right. And he goes, uh, and this is when Jesse kind of takes control. At least in this moment, because he has the power of choice here. He says, uh, yeah, we do things my way or I leave. Uh, you need me. Uh, more than I need you. Walt, he says, Walt, in this uh, uh, sweet way. I said, you need, you need Walt. Uh, I love that instead of Mr. White. And then we have Jesse putting pretzels in a bowl and over the side of a bowl over and then cleaning those up. And then Skinny Pete shows up, Combo and Badger, who loves, you know, Badger really loves the echoes and doing funny hellos. Uh, Badger, in the past, Badger does not know that 3D TVs, he's like big on 3D TVs. Actually, they didn't realize that plasmas would stop being made or almost be phased out, unfortunately. You know, Skinny Pete's a big plasma man, as am I. So Badger was big on the future of 3D uh, adult entertainment, which uh, didn't, you know, adult uh, 3D, 3D television did not catch on. It, was, it seemed to be more of a marketing ploy. Uh, but all the guys are there, and Jesse, you know, gives him a tour. Jesse talks to like about a lot about enter, you know, how he's going to have the apartment set up and how, you know, feng shui type stuff. I think he even talked about having a fountain and. Uh, Modern stuff, zero gravity chairs, candles, 
And then they're like, hey, wh- wh- how about we party? And Jesse's like, no, 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 no partying. He goes, you can do that in when, when your free time. This is business time. And he goes, here's how it's going to go. You know, I give you an ounce, no cutting it. And you sell it for 2500 and you, you keep uh, 500 and I take 2000 and they're like, uh, dude, there's a going rate's like seventeen, eighteen hundred bucks. And Jesse's like, this is the best stuff, and there's nothing else out there right now. And he says again, this is good stuff, so do not cut it. You know, sell it how you want, but no, no cutting it and no price changing. You know, mess it up, you're gone. And he goes, this is a big opportunity, boys. And then he says, understand, Badger? What is this, Badger? It's a big opportunity. And he says, this is the ground floor. Uh, and he goes, this is going to be blind drops and all sorts of professional type stuff. Uh, move it quick, move it right. There's always more. D-B-A-A, mofos. Apply yourself. So he's using all this other stuff he's learned, which is funny. And then he even kind of stares at Badger, I think, at the end when he says DBAA, but that might be my imagination. And then we have Walt's van, in it, or, well, the truck, mini, mini, yeah, truck van. Uh, it pulls up to Hank's house, and the whole crew gets out slowly. First Walt Jr., then reluctantly Skyler, then Walt, who checks the ashtray. And then we have Marie. Right away, we cut to a scene in their backyard. Marie's kind of making a speech about how Texas is an armpit. And Hank's kind of trying to, detect, uh, you know, say, well, it's not really that bad, Texas. And Marie's talking about how much better it would be when they can live in D.C. and Georgetown. And Hank has a hat on, which I was like, oh, that's that's rare. I don't know if I've seen Hank with a hat before. Very plain shirt, you know, not, more flash in the hat. And then we're inside, Marie's still talking about D.C. and the culture. And then uh, Skylar does this wonderful, again, I said she was on her A-game. She does this uh, shush, shush, shush move, where she puts a finger to her lips and says, Marie, shush. And then she kind of points her finger out, at, at, not exactly at Marie, but more... And then she goes, shush, shush. So she goes, shh, 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 or something like that. Really good. Really beautiful to watch. And then the scene just really takes it up a notch because, uh, uh, there's like this apology showdown where Skylar's like, now or never. Uh, and if you don't apologize, it's never going to be the same between us. And it kind of goes back and forth. And then she says, uh, She's really heartbroken, Skylar. And she says, I need my sister back. And her face is so hurt. And Marie just says, I'm sorry, you know. And, and uh, Skylar accepts. And, and uh, you know, the wound, at least in this situation, seems to be healed or healing. And then we have Hank and Walt Jr. talking to go. And Hank's like, you know, it's not that such hot stuff, Walt Jr. This is the kind of stuff that keeps you up at night. And Walt's listening in, but he's kind of staring off. And But then Hank gives some bravado, and he says, You know what it is? A cockroach comes out of the fridge, you just act, you just take it out. Uh, you take the cockroach down. And then Walt kind of needles me. He says, well, Where do they come from, criminals like that guy? Uh, what makes them who they are? 
And uh, Hank says, buddy, you might as well be asking me about the uh, cockroaches. And then there's just this beautiful, beautiful view from their backyard, uh, from their house, which is beautiful. And oh, Hank also says something about, like, there's a whole mess of roaches out there. Armada, maybe, he said. And then we have Jesse and the boys doing their uh, selling sequence. And then, skin, you know, that's a pretty long sequence. And then Skinny Pete gets his stuff taken away from him. Then we have a Walt and Jesse meet, which is, again, just this fabulous acting. Because uh, he's like, hey, what's up with the, well, like, what's up with the new car? Jesse's like, keep it on low. And then he's like, uh, this doesn't bounce, huh? And then Jesse's like, here's your money. Uh, you're welcome. And then Walt counts the money. He's like, uh, wait a second, this is uh, uh, $1,000 short. And Jesse's like, well, something came up. He got, you know, skinny Pete got uh, taken, money, stuff taken from him. And he's like, but skinny Pete's cool. And Walt says, well, it's your guy that got robbed. Uh, or you that got w- robbed. Uh, w- whatever. And J- Jesse's like, dude, it's breakage. Like at, like at Kmart, okay? Stuff breaks. And Walt's like, this is acceptable? He's like, yeah, it's the cost of business. He goes, you want a thousand bucks here? Take it. Why you gotta be a jerk? And then Walt shames him. He says, well, maybe this breakage is just you being played a fool. He goes, this is a non-sustainable business model. And Jesse's like, you're so negative. He goes, we're making six grand a day. And he goes, well, once everybody knows that Jesse, Jesse Pinkman's running a clown-based operation, uh, you know, we're going to be toast. He goes, uh, do you think Tuco dealt with breakage? And he, he says, no, he was the one brokerage, you know. He was a brokerage, you know, like Walt Trump firing people. And Jesse's like, here, take a thousand of my money. You have $15,000 you didn't have yesterday. These things happen. And he goes, well, while you're at home tucked in with your family, I'll be doing all the work. And then he says, why do you have to be such a freak? And then Walt says, well, you've made the division of labor clear. Good day. And then Walt gets home. Oh, wait, it was, I put that, that scene was just delightful, the level of acting. And then Skylar's at home. She's making a microwave pizza, or I said a pizza or a bagel. Ends up as a panini, she says. Uh, Walt gets in. He's got all this passive-aggressive dialogue. He says, oh, how about my penny? He goes, oh, no, I thought we didn't eat those. They weren't healthy, like sodium and stuff. She, she's like, I was hungry, I had a craving. Uh, once in a while, it's not a big deal. He's, he's like, where's Junior? She's like, out. And she's like, he's like, who? And she's like, Lewis, where? Somewhere. I don't know. He's going to be back at 9. He's like, well, I thought you'd know where your son is. And she's like, well, I thought you know. She goes, I'll tell you what, what, why don't you call him and find out where he is? And then Walt busts out the cigarettes, and then, but Skylar, boom, she goes, uh, maybe I smoked these. She goes, he goes, did you smoke these? She goes, uh, maybe, or maybe I did in a fugue state, and I don't remember. And he's like, I want an explanation. You know, you're pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, this is three and a half cigarettes, Walt. And she goes, you don't want to go down this road. And she goes, you know, 
She goes, you know, if, if it helps, I totally feel ashamed. And now you're shaming me even more. And he goes, this isn't like you. And she goes, oh, really? How would you know? And then Walt ruins it. She, she walks off. She says something about him, mumbles it. Uh, oh, I forgot at the beginning, when when Walt first starts talking, Skylar's like reading, ignoring him. She's got this really nice laugh, like dismissive laugh, uh, while they're talking. And then she kind of ruins her, his, her appetite. Uh, and she calls him out. And then we're back at Hank's and his beer starts popping. It kind of frightens him. He goes into, like, what's going on, Mo? But it's just his beer popping. And then Walt shows up at Jesse's house, and Jesse's like, yo. And he, Walt wants to come in, and he says, he says, he says, uh, Jesse, he says, uh, he goes, you asked me what you wanted to do, wanted me to, wanted you to do. And he pulls out the deadbolt, and he says, I want you to handle it. Lock this business down. Uh, Trump style, like take it to the limit one more time. And Jesse just kind of looks at him, and then I think I don't remember Jesse's look. To be honest with you, I just said that, so I apologize. But I mean, Jesse probably did look at him. And then we have Hank. He's walking to the river. He's got band-aids on his hand, and he throws Tuco's bill grill into the water. And that's the end of the episode. Thank you. And let's move on. Uh, you know, in, in the interest of experimentation this week, I'm going to do the red pen run through and the uh, language learning at the same time. Hopefully, things you know won't won't uh, explode or anything. But uh, first word I wrote down was Sabera and Aguacada, which couldn't be translated. And I think he, so, and I remember looking at these words of somebody who's talking to me from my family. Uh, so that didn't work. And then C-A-U-C-A-U-C-A-U-C-A-U-C-A-U-C-A-U-C-A-U-C-A-U-C-A-U-C-A-U-C-A-U-C-A-U-C-A-U-C-A-U-C-A-U-C-A-U-C-A-
you know, just like when I just got back from being, being on vacation, I try not to wear a shirt as much as I can. And I don't even say, I didn't ever get that, but, you know, can you cover that up? Someone may have sent that. Lamento, lament, I lament uh, not. What I did do is I went to the Great New York State Fair, and every year I used to have a tradition to see, you know, you're supposed to wear a shirt in New York State, I think even at the Great New York State Fair, but it's the kind of place you say, geez, I'm at the State Fair, I want to take my shirt off. And usually it's crawling with uh, police, you know, because people tend to misbehave at State Fairs a little bit because there's a lot of cheap alcohol. One of the reasons I used to frequent it. But uh, I used to experiment. I'd say, geez, I wonder how long I can not wear a shirt and see if a police, and even if I'm with little kids, like, will a policeman say, hey, can you put a shirt on? Or will someone else be like, could you show some common decency and put a shirt on? And then I found out that no one would, and this might sound funny, it's true, two years running, uh, but I didn't do it this year. No one asked me to put my shirt on except for people I was related to. But most, but most of them, they thought it was funny too. And back when I used to drink, you know, I'd have like two beers, no shirt, and I'd be, this would be at the midway. That was like the prime spot for not wearing a shirt, uh, you know, dirt, dust blowing, people riding, little kids riding rides. And old Uncle Uncle Scooter with no shirt on drinking beers. This year drinking soda with a shirt on. I should have taken my shirt off. It wasn't quite warm enough. And also I kind of forgot. So that's the main reason is because I forgot. Uh, otherwise I would have taken off for sure. So I guess the lamento, I lament that. Uh, Peral, P-E-R-R-A-L, did not translate. Ongame, put me. You know, someone was, they'd be like, you put me in an uncomfortable spot not wearing a shirt at the state fair. And I would say, well, no, I put myself in a comfortable spot, man. You know, it's a breezy, cool. And I say, well, you know, this is a, where it's unfair. And I say, well, yeah, I'm the only one at the fair without a shirt off, usually. And to be honest, I'm gathering data is why my shirt is off. And, you know, it's just, 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 I guess it's a, not rebellion, but what do you call that when you're, the bratty version of rebellion acting out or something like that. Okay, what about this? Yo de lo que siesto y seguro. I, what, I, siesto and safe. Siesto must be safe and sound, I'm guessing. Uh, and then the guy says to, en un tiburón blanco. It, this translates it, it is a white shark, but he's saying, uh, Henry, you are the white, great white shark, my friend. Uh, Merer say, Mer say, Mer say, uh, worth, what's it worth to you, buddy? And I would say, así que aprendan y provochen. So aprendan and seize. So we got a pro, so we got part of that one, but this one, this is probably this is the phrase of the week, even though it's not complete because it's got some, uh, uh, it's got some good stuff. Ponga say adesir bobodas. That's it. I mean, that's the word of the week and the phrase of the week, probably. Que después se la las ikien solo agota. I keep saying nonsense. That was then, and who believes what, Agota?
But I just like you know, keep saying nonsense, and that was then who believes. Uh, K Rico, uh, delicious. Uh, was it how delicious or just it's delicious? Uh, uh, Babodas is uh, K Rico, Babodas. That word, uh, nonsense, is delicious to me. Uh, mayor, higher, orale, below. Oh, is it? Okay, this is a question. Is there a word, orale? Is that orale? Odele, Odele, Orale, right? You always hear people say that. But I thought it was Odele. But is it Orale? Odele, Odele, Odele. I was trying to do it the other day. Odele, Orale, Orale. There you go. Orale, Orale. So I don't know. Let me know about that. Camine, let's go for a walk after you just did that. It gave me a headache. I need to go for a Camine. Well, uh, what about Yugadores? Those are the players in the game, Yugadores. Uh, Palotas, they play with balls. Palotas. They get a feeling this is a metaphorical. Uh, he asks that. We hear that. Uh, what, what, there it is. Uh, scooter can't figure out what a hiesta is. There there it is. Uh, hiesta Scooter was tempted to do some uh, who's on first material, but he decided not to. Uh, hiesta. Uh, palabra, word, what's the palabra of the, okay, esta palabra un semana, close to speaking Spanish there, maybe. Uh, what's the word of the week? Um, who, you know, maybe, maybe uh, palabra, but we already said it was a bobodas. A scooter bobodas has been the word of the week every other week. Well, thanks, uh, bobodas is, is the name of my game. Uh, apute, apute does not, shiflo does not translate either. Um, Alme, Samont, uh, weak listening to you, Scooter, feels like, what did I say? Ami, Alme, so feels like a month with you translating. Well, how about this? We play a little Palos, uh, sticks, uh, pickup sticks. Palos, uh, pickup, I don't know, pong, Pongame? No, that doesn't mean pickup, but put me in sticks, Pongame. Instead of put pickup sticks, we'll play, play bongame sticks. Put me sticks. And someone will say, I'd like to put some sticks in you, Scooter, you know. Well, Pregunta, why? That's my question for you, Pregunta. I want to ask you a Pregunta. It's pregnant with meaning. My question is why? And they would say, yes, in that, aha, baldosa, tile. Baldosa, you know, they be you know, tile can be cold and cool to sleep on. You know, key is if it's clean. Uh, I don't know what clean is, but I'll, I might think of it. But uh, baldosa, you know, if you're living in somewhere with a heat wave, think about sleeping on some tile. You know, a lot of people advise against it's hard, possibly dirty, but if it's if it's clean and, and it's cool, uh, it might be soothing. You know, hard. Clean, cool. You know, you'd have to outweigh the, the hardness versus the coolness. And then if we were in Eastern Europe, they'd say, Papeles, Papeles. Can we have your pa- papers, please? Uh, papers, please. Papeles. And I would say, Por Fa, which I think means for what, but uh, according to this, it means by Fa. Uh, para Elos, I'd say for them, that's for what? For them, Para Elos. Uh, dale, man, do it. 
give the uh, Eastern European guy your papales. Do it. Uh, this is what uh, Jose Miguel says when he says talks about why his name is Jose Mercado. Mercado coma el supermercado el como el carrito de mercado. And that didn't translate at all. It just says Mercado is the supermarket as the market Carrito. But I'm guessing it somehow translated I was born in a supermarket is what I was guessing. And she she, she says, Aca también, here too. Were you born here too in uh, the supermarket here in Colombia? Aca también. And he says, this is what uh, uh, Maria says to Henry. Uh, no, no me digas tranquila. I don't freaking don't tell me to sh- chill out, man. Do not tell me to chill. No me digas. Tranquila. And he, Henry said, well, ahora see. Now if uh, Dave says to chill out, Dave, can you calm down? Dave, uh, ahora see. And then they say, uh, que hacemos? What do we do? Uh... What, what do we do? Holy crap, look at this one. Uh, ya estoy mamado de ser gueva del paso mamado. I'm being sucked, sucked, gueva of step. And if we gueva on his bird brain, we'll say... Uh, ya estoy mamado de ser gueva del paso mamado. I'm being sucked, bird brain, of, of, of sucking steps or something. And someone might say, pues no, uh, for there is no sense. You know, this is all babotas. And I would say, probably right. I'm a guevon spewing out babotas to put people to sleep. Or you got it. Uh, Balbemos, uh, return, botas, boots. Tejanas, this says Texans. Oigame, listen to me. We know that Oigame. Well, was always saying that to Jose Miguel. Jose Miguel. Jose. He always says that. I think people mispronounce his name there. Because he says Jose. Jose. Jose Miguel. Uh, Oigame, listen to him, how he says his name, Scooter. Uh, pues sabe que llave de malas. But, buddy, knowing that is bad. Uh, pues sabe que llave de malas. Also noted in the Red Ben run through, I liked how Jose Miguel slides down the spiral staircase. Uh, I don't know when spiral staircases fell out of fashion, but they're a giant pain in the ass. I mean, they look cool and they save space. But if you, and I've never lived somewhere that had it, and probably last time I went up and down a spiral staircase, I was like, uh, it's been a while. And I, for a long time, I guess this is me brushing back against my fantasies of owning uh, uh, someplace with a spiral staircase. But but they just seem like, it's like, geez, it's a lot of work. Uh, regular stairs are easier. And for such a tight space, a lot of people tend to tumble down them or slip in and go butt, you know, do the old butt on the uh, spiral staircase. But Jose Miguel handled it. Jose Miguel handled it fine. I also put when Maria was saying, hey, don't tell me to chill out. She did a great move while talking. She spread her arms. It was really nice. Like, no me digas tranquilita.
I also notice uh, Razon, when Jose says Razon, uh, to Jose, like you call, you saying you cost me my house, something, Razon, he snaps, I liked that. Uh, reason, Razon's a reason. Uh, usted me necesita mas amide lo que yo. Okay, yo, lo necesito a usted, Walter. Uh, translate, you need me more than I what you necesito, Walter. But you need me more than I need you, Walter. And I love how both those shows, they finish it with that Walter. It's very, very powerful. And then Jose taps his head. He says, piensala. Think about it. Think it. Think about it, bro. And that was one of my favorite scenes on both shows, watching Jose, Jose and Jesse stand up for themselves. Piensa, think about it, bro. And someone say, Scooter, what, what, what's your rush? Well, I'm out, you know, aha, uh-huh. I don't know, AJ, Pared, wall, writing's on the wall, man. Pared, writing's, Escrio de Pared, right, uh, on, I don't know what on is. Probably do. Uh, Estillo, style, you get good style. Cine, that's the cinema, or cinema display television. Uh, Relajante, did not translate. Gasimba, I think, just means soda, or maybe uh, fuzzy, gassy water. Gasimba. Uh, punto, sticks, time for pickups. Pongame, a punto. Uh, palos, oh no, palos is sticks. Oh, a punto's on the brink. I'm on the brink of screwing this podcast up. A punto. Uh, Palos, the sticks of Luca, did not translate. Uh, quill, 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 C-U-E-L-E-G-A-N. Well gone. Uh, hang, do you want to hang? Uh, digo yo pues, I'll say it, no, Scooter. Uh, digo yo pues, uh, no, I don't want to quill gone with you. Well, ahora o nunca, it's now or never to hang with Scooter. Uh, and they say, uh, Digo, no, uh, yo pues, no. And I'll say, well, I guess some fresco, you know, some fresca, fresco, fresca, right off the bottling line, fresh fresca. And they would say, de don de salon, I'd say, from the bottling line. And they would say, really? And I'd say, no, from the store. Well, it's not even fresca. It's just fresco, it's water, cold water, tap water. And then the usual next thing they say is, no, no, say, no, 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 I don't know if I, we, we need to go. And I would say, Salantantas, you're leaving? Many, many people are leaving, Salantantas. And then I'd be home alone, and it'd be like Ziggy or Kathy or Charlie Brown. Or the modern equivalent, I say, y no pase nada, and nothing happens for Scooter. Wah, wah. I also liked when uh, Walt, Jr., Walt Sr. asked Henry about the, uh, they, they're talking about the criminals. He says, no, no, say, and his look uh, was was very good. And then Henry's a cucarachas, you know, that's what these criminals are. And then uh, when Jose and Walter meet up, I liked how uh, 
uh, Walt starts looking at, uh, as soon as he hears the number, I think, or whatever, uh, Jose, he's already cringing because he knows it's coming. Like he says, here's 11,000. And Walt says, okay, 11, oh, wait, 11,000? And he says, see, uh, 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 Walter, son imprevistos que pasan. If Walter are unforeseen passing, uh, cosas, that means stuff, and foca, focus, uh, romper, botellas, breaking bottles, cosa, thing, or stuff, you know. Ineptos, that's inept. Pasan, pass, carajos, uh, uh, fuck, uh, fuck. And salio, I went. Uh, let's see, anything else from the red pen through? I noticed Walt is angry when, when he sees, uh, uh, Cielo eating the pizza, he gets this really passive-aggressive, angry sigh. Like, and, you know, when, when you're in a relationship and someone sighs like that, it's really irritating. When you're in a relationship and someone sighs like that, it's really, it can be irritating. And then Walt grind, starts grinding his teeth. And I think that's it for this week's Red Ben Run-Through and Language Learning. Uh, so, thanks a lot.